He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. A-Ron Jones is my special guest. A name I was not familiar with until I saw him open for Theory of a Dead Man a few years back at the Seven Flags Event Center. Walked in not knowing who Aaron Jones was, walked out a big fan. Aaron now joins me on the Laser Hotline. Aw, shucks, man. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun show out there in Des Moines. I think it was about a week into the tour, and we were just uh, just kind of getting our, our, our legs under us in terms of figuring out you know, how we uh, how we wanted to proceed with our sound, and a lot of things got holding in on that tour. So that was really, it, it was a really special moment for us. Uh, you got such an interesting backstory. What was your musical environment like as a kid, Aaron? And what or who made you fall in love with guitar? I grew up in the Central District uh, of Seattle, Washington. I, like a lot of other people, uh, Black Americans in that time period, uh, was kind of dealing with the issues of abandonment and, and some. Uh, parental drug addiction, which kind of followed with the drug war and things like that. So I ended up being adopted by my auntie, who uh, was really heavy into the church, man. So we, you know, my first introduction to to music in that environment was actually in the church. Um, and so a lot of the sound that you hear from from you know my current record and, and the current stuff I'm working on is is a conglomerate of like gospel. It's it's a uh, Seattle rock and you know, grunge growing up here in the '90s, and then. And then, uh, um, you know, blues and soul, man, you know, so all those things are mixed together along, along with touches of West Coast hip hop, you know. So, uh, yeah, so my, my first musical beginnings, though, was, was, was in that in the church, man, and the hooting and the hollering and, and all that, you know. The Pacific Northwest and Seattle specifically has such a rich history of incredible artists and musicians. The most recent major movement in the 90s, you mentioned, spawned bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains and others. Without asking your age, was that all going on as you were growing up then? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, it was, I was completely uh, encompassed by that crowd. I mean, it was impossible not to be in Seattle in the 90s, you know, that it was everywhere. So uh, grunge was a huge influence on, on, the, on the sound. And, you know, when I visited Seattle a few years back, and I, I had never been, what a beautiful place it is, a great place, I'm sure, to uh, to have been born and grown up. Another thing that I wanted to make sure to do, along with the list of items I had to do while I was in Seattle, was visit the grave of one Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, man. I imagine, uh, yeah. you know, being a guitar guy, Jimi Hendrix had to have a hand in inspiring you to pick up a guitar, too. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, growing up, I mentioned before that I grew up in the Central District. Uh, a lot of people look at, at Jimi Hendrix as, as the greatest guitar player of all time and in a sense he's a, he was a, a guitar hero in that sense you know uh, a little known fact is that uh jimmy grew up in the same neighborhood as myself and so um to the rest of the world i think he was this guitar god and, and he was super influential in that way and, and where i grew up he was just jimmy uh and he i think he influenced the the sounds and, and musicians uh of our neighborhood and our city i think a lot more than people really recognize man Oh. So I mean, Jimmy Jimmy was a huge influence on on myself, but as, as well as many other guitar players that came out that neighborhood. Man. Isn't it amazing that you could put on a Jimi Hendrix record here in 2020 and it still sounds fresh? Like he could have done this in 2020. He was so ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, I'm still listening to Jimi Records today and finding out new stuff and different techniques and things that he, he applied. That. You know, we without without it, we wouldn't have uh, modern rock as it is today. When did you start creating music of your own, Aaron? Oh, I was super young, man. <laughs> I was really young. I think as soon as I I could uh, reach the the piano keys, I was already starting to write my own stuff. You know, so I I was probably I'd say seven 
was the earliest age I could think of where I started kind of trying to put together my own music. Over time, how much has that process changed in terms of translating an idea into fingers on a fretboard or lyrics on paper? Uh, immensely. <laughs> yeah. Immensely. I mean, I'm in the commercial rock portion uh, uh, of my career, commercial rock uh, chapter of my life right now. And, and um, you know, um, as you grow as an artist, those things are, are honed in and they're changed over and over again in time. So I, I would say it evolved and changed immensely. You know, from the days of, uh, you know, working with Sir Mix-a-Lot to now, I mean, my first really recording was with Sir Mix-a-Lot, and at that time, I had no idea what I was doing, and here we are, you know, uh, seven years later, and, and now I'm, I'm on the radio, <laughs> you know? When you say names like Sir Mix-a-Lot out loud, and then you remember, oh yeah, I actually worked with that guy, does it, yeah. does it connect with you that you've gotten to this place now? Uh, it does, man, it does. I, I um, you know, looking back at the at those really humble beginnings of mine, I mean, we, we dropped a, an independent record called Dream Here in 2013, and um, and that was what kind of set me on that path, and uh, I am forever grateful to, to Sir Mix-a-Lot, who also came from my neighborhood, by the way. Oh, that's cool. I didn't um, know that. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's also from the Central District, and, and so I'm forever grateful to, to Sir Mix-a-Lot um, for, for what he, he has done and continues to do for my career, I and mean, that's the person I stay in touch with, and you know, he's, he's helped me blossom to the artist I am today. Aaron Jones is my special guest. We're very excited to see him tonight at 7 on the Laser Facebook page as part of our Living Room Live series. Want to talk about your new music in a bit, but first, you don't know this, Aaron, but I'm a Minneapolis native, born and raised, and I hear you spend some time in the Twin Cities. I, you know, I, I spent some time just south of the Twin Cities, but there was a little bit of time there for a while that I, I lived out in Minnesota for about a year or so, uh, and it was a really great experience. I, uh, I lived out in Northfield, Minnesota, for about a year, uh, and uh, on the weekends I would try to drive up and, and sneak into open mics underage because <laughs> I was too young to get in the bars and stuff. But yeah, Minneapolis definitely made an impression on me. So coming from Seattle, what what was the reason the the move to Minneapolis or to Minnesota? Uh, adventure, exploration, girls. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I had a girlfriend at the time who was going to school at at, uh, at Carlton College down there in Northfield, and I thought it was just a good idea to go out and, and jump and go go and see something different. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was gushing about Seattle a bit ago and the musical history of that town, but Minneapolis uh, sure has a few names of note as well. Like uh, one of my favorites, of course, is the Man in Purple and Prince, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know how big a fan of Prince you might be but i loved him growing up i'll tell you what you can't be a fan of jimmy hendrix without being a fan of prince <laughs> Good call. You, know, you know you know what i'm saying i mean if you look at what prince was doing this is just a theory of mine i, I speculate as to this but especially with that purple rain album i think prince was de- deriving from a lot of what jimmy had the groundwork jimmy hendrix had laid down I mean, from the color purple to his look to his sound i mean that, that record definitely reflects a lot of what jimmy laid down he was such an underrated guitar player talk about that real quick being a guitar guy yourself and do you agree with me that i think prince was very underrated in that aspect uh, i i believe that's that's both true and false at the same time um i believe that uh in early in his early part of his career he was getting a lot of notoriety for being the guitar player he was and then later on as his pop career kind of kind of flourished um th- those became lesser known facts and but as uh, when he passed away though i think a lot of people went back and dug into his work and realized that um you know to me prince was the evolution of, of Jimi hendrix honestly i mean when i look back at, at, at some of the solos especially with, with the song purple rain i mean mm. god you know, a lot, a lot of that was um, was definitely overlooked at the time he was alive. But I think today it's it's very prominent. I mean, this, this conversations need to start popping up that, that Prince was one of the greatest guitar players of all time. For sure. Take Me Away is your new single from an album I understand is forthcoming. I understand the inspiration behind this song is a very personal and emotional one for you. Uh, absolutely, man. Um, I think I mentioned earlier about dealing with abandonment and uh, and what that looked like. I mean, being, being, a, being a child who had to deal with a lot of um, 
you know, what was going on in my, in my neighborhood, which with, with the drug use and, and, and all that stuff like that. I mean, that it was hard. I mean, you grow up watching people, your neighbors, your friends, and, and, and you know, kind of fall to the wayside because of it, you know, and, and for me, music was always going to be my way out of that. And so I just kind of, I hitched a ride on, on my guitar, man, and, and took off. So that's what Take Me really, really is about. It's like, uh, it's taken me from this, this place that, that I once knew and, and helped me evolve into something brand new, you know? The further in you dive in terms of uh, exploring uh, the inner themes when you're writing songs and really kind of exposing yourself more and more, is that a comfortable place for you or is there always a level of uncomfortability when it comes to opening yourself up like that? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little both, you know? Like, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable at this point because I think part of my, my identity really comes from that place, you know? Um, I think that would be different if uh, if I had uh, kind of fell to the wayside and, and kind of fell into a lot of things that a lot of people who came from my background end up doing. So the story would be different. But because I think I, I've created some a story of triumph and a story of uh, resilience out of it, I have I have less of a problem talking about it these days. That's great. Is it a noticeable uphill climb for an African American man, not just broadly in the music industry, but specifically in the rock world? Um, I, that's hard for me to say, man. All I have is my my perspective. I can tell you, yes. Uh, I could say yes, it is, but honestly, I don't know what it's like for anybody else. Um, I can tell you, though, I've definitely had to to face a little bit of the trials and tribulations of of my color being the first thing that people see versus the music that they hear. I mean, numerous times I've walked into venues and and either been treated like crap by the fans or or treated like crap by the the people that work at the venues until we play. And after we play, we we, we gain this level of respect and adoration, you know, which, which shouldn't have to happen that way. And maybe part of that is just being an independent band at the time, you know, but... But um, I've definitely faced a lot of that, a lot of the stigmas and a lot of the, the stereotypes that come along with, with looking at a black man that plays guitar. I think a lot of people think that uh, being black and playing rock is, is very um, it's different, you know, but I think that's because people have forgotten the origin of the rock really came from the black community. 100% agree with that. Let me ask you this. Is this your first time on a major label, Aaron? This is my first time on a major label, yeah. I, I, have, uh, I have had a flourishing independent career for about the last 10 years or so, and this is the first time I've, 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 I've signed a major deal. So tell me about that relationship now and how that's changed things going forward. What sorts of resources are at your disposal now as opposed to before? All of them. <laughs> All of them you know? uh, so before everything before is done with your hands and, and with your mind, if you have a little crew of people helping you with that, it, it makes it a little bit easier, but... All the stuff that a major label does for you, can achieve for you in a day or an hour, um, is so much more than you could do on your own. So I'd say the resources are very vast. Um, I've got worldwide um, ears now to, to help listen to me and, and distributors to help put my stuff out. So I think it's, it's a little bit night and day in terms of what you can achieve and uh, how far you can go for sure, you know. Um, but the music remains, um, remains kind of the same, not the same in the sense of like, you know, my sound hasn't evolved. But the music uh, still comes from a, a place of, of my heart, and um, they, you know, luckily Big Machine, Barbados Records, has not tried to change me in any way. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that. I mentioned Theory of a Dead Man a bit ago. You've shared the stage with a lot of impressive names, including Guns N' Roses. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been a great journey, man. I, I've, uh, from Guns N' Roses to Jeff Beck to Robin Trower, man, to Run DMC, Public Enemy, and, and Rock Him, and, you know. Uh, it's been it's been an incredible journey. Man. I look back now, and um, now that I I realize I can look back as an independent artist or at my independent career and look at it and go, wow, you, you did a lot, you know, achieved a lot for for someone who didn't really have the backing of a major label, you know. So, 
uh, all that experience tied in together is what, what got me here today, man. A couple more items for you, Aaron. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time for me today, dude. No problem, man. How are you handling the standstill the music industry finds itself in during the age of COVID-19? I, I couldn't imagine launching a career during a period of so much uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a little weird for sure. Um, you know, but I, this is where I tend to lean on, on my more spiritual, I think, um, ideologies in that, you know, you expand when it's time to expand, you contract when it's time to contract, you know, and so you you, you just go, you go with the, the flow of the energy, man, and, and you, you you stay with that, and eventually this is all going to have to wash over at some point, and that's when you, you expand again, you know, so as of right now, man, I'm doing the best I can for where I'm at. Um, I'm maintaining my a level of happiness at, at this stage of my life, and I'm just proud to be here, man. I mean, coming from where I came from, you know, I, I always have this saying that, like, um, the guy at the top of the well can't see to the bottom of the well, but the guy at the bottom of the well can't see it to the top mm. because of the light, you know. So um, the fact is that, that I, I'm now, you know, at the top of the well, and I can't be more thankful to, to be here, even with all the stuff going on, you know. So I'm, I'm doing well, things considered. Despite all the troubles the world is facing here in 2020, there are some rays of light. Being a dad, for example, which, if I'm not mistaken, you became a little over a year ago. Is that right? Yeah, I actually, I actually have three kids. So oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a and a and a one-year-old. So, um, so yeah, definitely being a dad is, is one of the, the the greatest joys of, of of this time period right now, where I get to stay home with the kids and hang out. You know, so it's been wonderful for sure. How does being a father affect how you conduct yourself as an artist, and has any of your children inspired some of that creativity in you? You know, it it has. You know, it's I guess it more or less it has. I would say that uh, it's hard to write write music that's really hard and heavy when you're happy <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like that's a, I think that's been like the, the biggest um that's been the biggest challenge you know what i'm saying i think a lot, a lot of my music comes from a place of um maybe of sadness or of, of hardship and and trying to flip it over and, and be more upbeat about stuff you know when, when you're upbeat about things and happier about things it makes it a little harder to to write <laughs> about that sad stuff and to stay in that vein you know so uh, it has definitely inspired my songwriting. I've, I've learned to adjust to that, and I'm, I'm starting to to now lay down more stuff that's reflecting where I'm at right now as, as a parent. Take Me Away Again is the new single from Aaron Jones. Uh, do you have any kind of an announcement to make in the near future in regards to the album, what the title might be, when we might get our hands on it? Uh, nothing nothing just yet. I'm still talking with the label about what that's going to look like, um, but I think we're planning on um, releasing some more singles and stuff here pretty soon. So, But no set dates just yet. Listen, man, this has been great. We really look forward to seeing you tonight at 7 o'clock on the Laser Facebook page, the Living Room Live series. And let's get the world back to some normalcy. We'd love to have you come back to Des Moines sometime, Aaron. Uh, I'd love to be there, Andy. It was really great talking with you, my man.